Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. Four and a half years ago, Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano released his initial testimony about the role of Francis in hiding the Ted McCarrick problem in the church, and specifically Francis's role in trying to rehabilitate Ted McCarrick himself. He followed that with a series of more exposés showing how deep the rot runs in the church, specifically on that problem, before in 2019 beginning to branch out and talk about the role of the church as a servant of secular powers in contradiction to the mission of the church, all done by Bergoglio himself. Some have grown weary of Vigano's writings. Others think of him as a champion of the faith. Either way you think of him, he has certainly gotten under the skin of Francis because out of nowhere... Francis insults Vigano in an interview given to the South American press, though he never names Vigano explicitly, but it's obvious who he's talking about. Francis accuses Archbishop Vigano of essentially being a Judas Iscariot and of barely being Catholic, which is deeply ironic if you think about it at all for any length of time. But this brings to light one of the things that really does need to be discussed, and that is the attempts by Francis to change the church because his mission of synodality and enlarging the space of our tent and all the rest of that stuff has resulted in the watering down or even total abandonment of church teaching on many moral issues that the church simply cannot negotiate with the world. That is the crux of much of Vigano's arguments against Francis, to the point where it's pretty obvious that Francis is serving some kind of program meant to undermine the church. And it is this criticism that Francis is responding to because at the end of the day, what does Francis keep repeating? Unity, unity, unity. He prizes unity, meaning the bishops falling in line behind him and not resisting the weird things he's doing to the church. The interview in question was done by the South American news outlet Infobay, which is a pretty big news website in South America. Think of the National Catholic Register or something of that size, and you'll get the idea of the reach that it has. Headline from Infobay. Pope Francis, I want to go to Argentina. <laughs> Sorry for laughing, but that's an odd statement coming from a man who has not one time set foot in his home country since allegedly becoming Pope, and has, in fact, made a few trips to South America, but has noticeably avoided going to Argentina, where it is reported that the locals aren't exactly fond of him. But our story isn't about whether Francis wants to go to Argentina or not. It's about his slam on Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano. Now, to be fair, it was inevitable that Francis would respond in some way to Vigano, who often sends insults Francis's way through pointing out, you know, facts and how the things Francis and his allies amongst the modernists in Rome are doing to work against the deposit of the faith. Vigano regularly issues letters. I publish most of them here. Francis is asked by his interviewer questions on a number of topics, but what is of interest to us here is his response to a question about whether the resistance from the bishops of the church in Rome to his ideas or changes that he is pushing for, what his thoughts are on those things. So here is Francis's response to the question. It is kind of lengthy. At one point, his interviewer interjects and says that the devil has been trying to bring two popes down who are enacting change in the church, Paul VI and Francis, which gives you an idea of what kind of outlet we're dealing with here. I'll skip over his interjection, though. Francis's response to the question, quote, the resistance is, as Sandro Pertini said, 
that great Italian president who always spoke of the resistance, and he called it the chufi chufi, that is, the one that heats the water with the resistor. Resistance is like an attitude of self-defense, always in the face of any novelty, in the face of anything. I would be suspicions, suspicious of decisions in which there is no resistance. There I would suspect. There may be some other obvious one, but if there is no resistance, things are too packaged. It doesn't work. The resistance is normal. I would be suspicious of a Congress, for example, where they don't fight among themselves. That there were no different opinions. That they resist things from the executive and vote against it. A passive Congress is not a Congress. It is a primary school, or even less so. But sometimes there are resistances, but the bad ones, not the good ones. Because good resistance is that if I do a good project, let's see a bit, let it be discussed. The bad resistance is the one that is discussed here and goes beyond behind looking for betrayal as well. But, or I am naive, I don't listen to them. Those that have been have been resolved. And if there is one, it is there in the corner, hidden. And they talk to each other among those who hold it. When they lead to the brink of schism, that's the ugly kind of resistance. For example, the case of an American bishop, a well-known one who was a nuncio. You don't know if that man is Catholic or not. Catholic, he is there on the edge. Those mishandled resistors. In the church from the beginning, there was resistance. When St. Paul recounts, and I faced Peter and I told him that he was a sinuous man who did not speak, Sinuous is a word as if it had two faces, right? And why did he get a hold of the elder brothers who didn't eat meat and eat with us? I faced it. That is not resistance. That helps the government. When they criticize me head on, I appreciate it. That's why I don't like them, but I appreciate them. End quote. Okay, I mean, that's a little convoluted and lost in translation, but the American bishop he's referring to is Vigano. Maybe Francis doesn't actually know that Vigano is actually an Italian who is probably living in Italy somewhere, but I kind of doubt it. I think Francis was insulting him by calling him an American, given that Francis doesn't think highly of the bishops of America. Francis is accusing Vigano of inciting schism, betraying the church, and of being another Judas Iscariot. That's pretty rich, especially coming from the man who keeps a painting of Judas in his office, and he categorically rejects St. Paul resisting Peter to the face. That's what he was getting at. Now, at the time that I'm putting this together, Vigano hasn't exactly responded to Francis's accusations yet, but I'm sure that's coming. It has to be. It's inevitable, really, though Vigano is still due to publish his third and final entry into the detailed exposition of how Francis is taking apart traditional women's religious orders to profit off of their real estate and out of ideological motivation. But this does demand a response, because accusations of betrayal and Judas-like behavior coming from the man who is trying to change the church to fit into the vision of the spirituality of Francis's allies among the secular elite is so astonishingly hypocritical that I honestly don't see how Vigano can just let this one slide. The question of opposition to Francis is one that keeps coming up in the Francis-friendly Catholic media. Cardinal McElroy, the Man accused of formal heresy by Bishop Pap Rocky last month gave an interview to America Magazine, where he was asked about the impact of Francis after 10 years running the church. And the topic of opposition and resistance to Francis came up. His response is interesting because it shows that the bishops just don't get it, at least the bishops who are closest to Francis.
The opposition to Francis is based entirely on his doing things that aren't Catholic and using the Catholic Church to promote ideas contrary to the faith and the programs of her adversaries that are contrary to the faith, and in opposition to human dignity and, frankly, misanthropic in nature. But Cardinal McElroy's response to this prompt is interesting nonetheless because it does illustrate the big disconnect between the modernist prelates and the rest of us. So, from that interview, quote, The first is in the prioritization of public policy issues, and specifically the role of the Moloch ritual. The bishops in the United States have virtually no substantive disagreements on any of the major public policy issues as to what public policy should be or how it should move. We are in agreement on that. The friction is over prioritization because it gets into the politics of what do you do first, what is most important. There are a number of bishops who disagree with the Pope in terms of prioritization of those public policy issues. The second thing is on this whole issue of synodality. One of the legitimate questions that it raises as we are all going through the process, we have these dialogues. People have brought forth important concerns and needs across the world, but they are also conflicting ones. How does this all come together? How does it not end up in a mess? Many of our bishops are men of faith, but they do not like to make leaps of faith. In synodality, one has to take a leap of faith. You really have to say, okay, this process of going forward, we believe God is there and God is going to lead us to a good outcome, a spiritually rich, unified outcome. But I will tell you, I suppose, on many issues of life, I do not like making leaps of faith. There is an uneasiness about synodality among the bishops in the United States that arises from that question, and that accelerates opposition to where the Pope wants to go. For me, it is an easier question, because I went through the Amazon Synod. I saw how, at the beginning, there were all different points of view and different questions. But through that month-long Synod building on the conversations that had been done in the Amazon beforehand, they were able to come to outcomes which did not have everything I was hoping for, but there was a near universal sense that God had been present bringing it to a place of unity and with rich outcomes. End quote. That is a very lengthy quote, but it does show a couple of things. One of them is that Francis's favorites in the U.S. simply doesn't understand what the opposition is about, and two, he hints that we need to put aside the uh, issue of the Moloch ritual aside. But we can get an idea of what Vigano would actually say about all this. You see, in late December of 2022, Vigano responded to the laicization of Father Frank Pavone with a blistering statement that illustrates the problems in Rome and his thoughts on the real cost of Francis sitting on the throne of Peter. Perhaps this statement stung Francis personally because Vigano employs similar language against Francis that Francis himself often uses against all those mean trads, especially the ones on the internet. So, from Archbishop Vigano, quote, the Bergolian sect eclipses the Catholic Church with its arrogant occupation of leadership posts and scandalously abuses its authority for a purpose opposed to that for which our Lord, the head of the Church, has intended it, the Archbishop asserted, referring to the inner circle of Francis, the former Cardinal Jorge Mario Bergoglio of Argentina. There is no area of doctrine, morals, discipline, or liturgy that has not been the object of its vandalizing action, he maintained referring to Pope Francis and his, and his decision-makers as, quote, the Roman Sanhedrin, the archbishop went on to observe that body appears to have, quote, a purpose of persecuting the good and promoting evildoers, and used the, quote, cancellation of Pavone as a prime example. 
Vigano wrote of the priest's dismissal from the priesthood, quote, as being carried out with ferocious obstinacy, both in order to feed an environment of fear among the clergy so as to constrain them into servile and fe fearful obedience, and also to create disorientation and scandal among the faithful and others who still look to the church as a moral point of reference, end quote. None of that is wrong. I thought Vigano giving Vigano the last word on this would be a good idea, since we haven't actually heard him respond yet. But when he does, I'll bring that to you, because I think it's inevitable. But I'm curious what you think about this. Is there something ironic about Francis accusing Vigano of being a Judas? Do you think he called him an American to, as an insult? Do you think Francis is right? <laughs> Let me know in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't, it does help. I was just sharing this on social media, that helps a lot too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.